single now our single like you're in the yes, booth we, there yeah <laughs> hey, yo. wait it's, it's like the dave Chappelle skit you know he's like oh uh, hey what yeah. happened yeah turn up my headphones turn it yeah. up turn my headphones <laughs> up <clears throat> ma'am speaking of I saw some uh dave Chappelle vinyl i gotta grab before they take it away <laughs> before they cancel it I didn't know they put him on vinyl. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It's like the Netflix specials. It's like two oh. of them, two of them on each vinyl, two or on each uh, set. So it was like four, a p four total. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, don't know, I just thought it was pretty neat. It's kind of like harking back to like Richard Pryor and I would say Eddie Bill Murphy. Cosby days. Don't want to, yeah, Bill uh, Eddie Murphy days. Mm-hmm. Which even now, if you if you listen to that first, and we're not talking about Raw or uh, Delirious, I'm talking about. The first Eddie Murphy album, which mm-hmm. actually I think I saw that on vinyl a long time ago. I need to go back and find that. But that, yeah, you don't, you wouldn't play that nowadays. That 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 would get canceled immediately. Like first joke would that that whole thing would get canceled. The funniest tape that well, when I say tape, this wasn't on vinyl. The tape, yeah, the first tape, yeah. comedic tape I had was Adam Sandler's first tape. Oh, and man, man, I listened to that stuff over and over and over. That was yeah, so it everybody's laughing at me. Is that which one it was? Yeah, the or- it the was orange. Yeah. It was the orange one, right? See, I, I got into the second one. It was the one after that, that what the bleep happened to me. And nah, it's nah, like nah. Uh, that one had like the goat <laughs> and then it had like the Hanukkah song and it had it just had like a lot of the like crazy, crazy stuff. But yeah, yeah, those you don't see many uh, comedy like sketch song albums like that anymore you just don't oh, yeah. yeah and and this had like uh david spade on it and tim meadows and yep 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 all the snl people yeah. would be on it there was mm-hmm. there was one i mean i hate to say this is kind of racy but like on that on the, it, it's just hilarious it was called it was like sex or work it out and it was like the the adam sandler voice you know they, oh. <laughs> is it sex or work it out you know and, and it's just so funny because they would play something you you're it's obviously like somebody like kevin kevin nealon and ellen cleghorn or somebody from yeah. starting out live and they're like just real raunchy and, and you're like yeah they're they're clearly having sex and it's just like oh, oh no, no they're just doing they're just doing chest presses or something like that in the gym and you're like oh, oh. <laughs> like something like that it was just no, I mean it. They, oh man, like even my wife though, she just recently bought some Lily Tomlin comedy records, like old school Lily Tomlin, and we mm-hmm. sat and listened to them, and they're funny. It's just like, oh, it, it's like her. I didn't know what kind of co- like format it would be, and it's like just a live recording of her on stage doing a bit, like doing a long, like a long bit, and it's just funny, like funny comedy stuff, man. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, there's a reason that Lily Tomlin is one of the, you know, she's stood the test of time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's, yeah. And, What's your favorite uh, Lily Tomlin movie? Go. Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> oh God! I thought she was in that. Oh man! Wow. Ray. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Like Incredibly Freaking Woman. <laughs> That's mine. Incredible Freaking Woman. I yeah. remember watching that as a kid over and over and over again for some crazy reason. I don't know. Like, I gotta oh, grab that on Blu-ray. Uh, shout oh, Shout yeah. Select booked that out. One really? of my favorite, one of my 
favorite comedy things that I remember her doing was I think it was a it was the skit for SNL where it was it wasn't a skit but it was like a pre-recorded skit and uh-huh. it was basically like I think it was like her playing a bunch of different characters going on like a road trip and then like all this wacky stuff was happening I don't know if you kind of I don't know if you remember that mm. I'm I, I can't remember that one you don't remember the name of it yeah, I can't remember the name of it. It's been so long. But I remember, like, one of the, like, sticking points, like, was one of them, like, uh, one of the characters she played, like, it was kind of like the Eddie Murphy type stuff where, you know, she was just playing everybody. And one yeah. of them was, like, just ran up to the car while they were at the gas station and said, where are you going? I'm going with you. And she's, like, getting in the car with them. It... <laughs> oh, my God. twenty two ninety nine. Uh Incredible freaking woman. If I didn't, if I hadn't just purchased what I just did, I would do it. But... If I hadn't bought all these toys. <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking of which, just should not. Uh, so we actually got some of the new exclusive news, like find out where the Bruce Wayne Unmasked was finally being released at, and I, I, I unfortunately was too weak and I pre-ordered one. <laughs> too weak. I was too weak. I was just gonna be happy with just having a Batman, regular Batman figure, and I was like. Ah. And then I did it. Yes, I so, did it too. Yeah, I did it well, too. Let me ask you why? Why? Why the uh, unmasked I version? Just, I, don't uh, just know. I, I get it. I mean, I'm just saying, like, uh, like I, I, think, I, I think have weird things like that. It was the, it, the dopamine. It was the dopamine. It was. It was the dopamine. It's just the hype from the, the Zack Snyder oh, Justice League. The FOMO. It's, over. It's, it's it's the it's the pre-order dopamine. Like when when once when that when that red and blue suit Superman sold out, I was like. Early. <laughs> <laughs> he was just and, riding this high. Yeah, I was just riding the high, and I was like, I need to do it again. And yeah, then, I remember like, you sent me the link. You sent me the link to the target, and I was yeah. thinking about getting it. And I, I started telling myself, like, be good. You already spent a whole bunch of money on toys and records, and and uh, and at the end of the day, like, are you that big of a DC collector? Like, you know, you like, I'm sitting there going, like, all right, okay, all right. I, but then again, I'm like, now I kind of regret it because at the same time, I'm like, I do collect Superman and Batman. I like Superman and Batman. So, but at the same time, it's like, whatever. We'll I'll, just enjoy, regular... I'll enjoy it all vicariously through y'all. Well, we'll have the regular figures sold out already. The black like suits. The, this black yeah, suit. Yeah, like the red, yeah, like the black suit Superman. I don't think so. I, I'm definitely going to grab. I think I've, I've got to get a black suit Superman. Yeah, Speaking I, was of, say, I, I think we haven't talked about that on any of the. I mean, we haven't had a chance to on the previous podcast. Has we? We I think we sure. all were talking about watching it. Has everybody watched Justice League entirely? Oh yeah, yeah. How many and multiple how many times, times over? Yeah, I, I haven't seen it multiple times, but I have like. There's been. I've gone back and watched it. Gone back and watched, but yeah, yeah. I want to go back and watch it again, but I've, I've been wanting to watch like a full. I want to go and watch Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman, the ultimate cut with the with the corrected footage and color and, and the then, new and then, su- and then no 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 and then Suicide Squad and then Justice League. Wait, you watch the, it in, no okay, you watch it in okay. order. You watch it in order. Well, I'll if you're it. gonna be stickler about that, you gotta watch Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, then Man of Steel, then Batman v Superman, then Suicide Squad. Then let me be fair. I'm only gonna watch Zack Snyder's trilogy. Back off. <laughs> hey, he produced some of those other movies, though. I know he did. I know. I'm, I'm just saying right now. I just want to get that full story. I want to get yeah, the yeah. full. It was just Justice League was so great to watch. It was, was just a good. Yeah. It was a good. It just made me feel good the entire time watching it. It was it was well paced. 
Mm-hmm. I like the fact that, like, I think we mentioned it before, the it was divided up into parts, and that was just, it makes it a lot easier to digest, which I, I agree. It's like chapters in a book, mm-hmm. and you can kind of just follow along, but it was just so, the pacing was good. The action was so good. Everybody shined. I mean, if anything, like I said, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this previously, I feel like, and, it, and I'm not, this isn't a negative. It's just like the only, the negative thing I can think about was Aquaman had the least amount of time or it felt like he had the least, I don't know. It felt like he had the least to do compared to everybody else. It felt like uh, Cyborg, he, got the, he got the consolation like prize had, of doing the kill of like getting to stab Steppenwolf. Through oh, the for sure. For sure. No, everybody got, it was just like, that's why I'm like, you can't even, because the way they had to divide it up, even he was equal, but it was like, he had that, that was his attitude. It was sort of like, get out of my way, get out of mm-hmm. my face. I'm doing, I, I'm doing what I got to do. And so mm-hmm. you had these awesome sequences with him, but you, it wasn't like he was sitting around just spilling out a whole bunch of dialogue all the time. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, that's why you didn't. So I'm like, that, so that made sense. And then you would have like, you know, the cyborg stuff was so great. Cyborg and Flash got the, the like, I, I would say like Flash, Flash and Cyborg, especially after watching it, yeah. it felt like they were so robbed in the theatrical cut. Like it, uh-huh. it was just so robbed because they, they had such like well done arcs, at origin, least in my opinion. Yeah. Origin stories. Each one yeah. of them I mean, had well, like great well, stories. I, I'll give I'll, I'll give this to Zach though in terms of like what he did, like in terms of the Flash at least, was that his, you know, he already had his powers at that point. So what he's doing, you know, he's, he's giving room to the next director to kind of expand on the actual origin of what happened to him that gave him the powers you know he can always do like a little flashback scene or something where he gets it so because it seems like it's going to have to be a little bit different this time because he's not a crime um he's not a crime scene uh forensics uh scientist before he yeah. became the flash yeah 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 so it seems like he'd have to get the power some, through some other means or setting so but it also made him made him seem like more of a hero too, because before mm-hmm. you know it's like I've never done battle. I've just gone up to somebody and pushed. Yeah, you know, yeah. that bullcrap scene right there. And they I mean, and they're also and yeah that and then the fact that they the you know they focus on him being a, young, a lot younger of a guy, so it was sort of that that you felt a, achievement with him, so that mm-hmm. okay he's become the Flash. Oh yeah, also he's getting his foot in the door because he's one step closer to trying to help his father. So yeah. that because that story hasn't been told yet, that story hasn't finished. So it was oh, just everything, everything, the setups, everything was just. Oh, I don't know. The, I thought it was just like, so well done. Oh, the 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 callback to the scene with him, like, well, I'll, I'm I'm gonna be very disappointed. Like, I'm glad that Ron Livingston uh, was cast as Henry Allen for the Flash movie because that was yeah. just announced this week. But um, yeah. I, I am sad that we're losing Billy Crudup because. I love their scene at the jail, like both yeah. scenes, you know, at, at the beginning and at the end, like, you know, the yeah. whole scene about, you know, you're the absolute, you know, what you're brilliant, man, the absolute best of the best, like, and then it called back when he was in speed force, you know, Oh, it was just, yeah. It's one of those situations where it's like, it's real unfortunate, like, but fortunate mm-hmm. that they got a good replacement, but it's just like, dang, I really wanted Billy to keep going with it. Yeah. But, well, it, what's what really hurts. Should have brought John is, Wesley ship in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what Who's really say they won't. Yeah, I mean, what no, I'm just gonna... saying, like, just replace him as his dad, never and never mention it, never address it. It's just no, I'm his dad. He, then he's basically, guess what? He's playing the the same kind of the same role he played in the Neverending Story, where he shows up as the father in the sequel. 
<laughs> and like he didn't play the five. I'm like you're like what? In all but, honesty, uh, I fully yeah. expect Grant G- Gustin to be in this movie. Uh, yeah, if they t- I, if they t- uh, deal with multiverse stuff, yeah, I but, fully expect him to be there. I mean, I don't even know if we're going to keep Keaton because you know he had that interview where he said you know he's not sure you know he's just waiting to see how things go like in terms of COVID and stuff like that for if he's going to be appearing, which is really like that hurts because I really hope he appears. So fingers yeah. crossed that things work out. That's why I'm just like I'm I'm trying to be in denial about it. I'm just like he's lying. Yeah, then, yeah, again, he then again, he didn't say no. Then again, yeah. he didn't say no. He was all—he was kind of being like, and, and I get how everything kind of came to a halt with COVID. I just, yeah. you know, I'm sure everything will get going soon. It's just yeah. as long as it's on his radar and he actually is considering it, I'll mm. continue to dream, baby. But <laughs> I mean, on, on the other hand, like on the or on the other side of um, the Flash stuff, Cyborg stuff, like all the stuff that they took away, like. I, I understand like Ray Fisher's grievances, like mm-hmm. like at least in terms of this, like I and I do like that's beside all that other personal stuff that went on these things, but just like just story story alone of what you know was taken from his character in the movie was just as so tragic, like that that was robbed. For, like I'm glad that we finally got to see it. You know, I, I loved like. And his delivery at the end, I went back and watched the scene where he went, you know, uh, after Barry went back and brought everyone back, you know, he went to the Speed Force and, you know, he connected into the mother box to shut it down. And, you know, there's the whole scene where he was trying to convince him, you know, you know, the, you know uh, my broken boy, we can make you whole again, that whole thing. His delivery when he said, you know, I'm not broken. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just go back and watch that. He just he killed it. He like I he was. Yeah, he. He was so robbed by like not you know, having uh, all that all that footage, all that story taken away. It was just that was an injustice, and I'm glad it's been corrected at least at least in this respect. That you know, and yep. I don't. I feel like the the reaction. I don't know. Like it's it's just a it's either super unfortunate mm-hmm. or this will be something where they'll you'll see like a big change like they're gonna they're gonna try to bring this back in some way and try to do a sequel because it just i don't know i mean it was such a well-done movie and the Mm -hmm. fact that they could still go back and and complete it and make it so well done i mean the like i said ray fisher did great Mm -hmm. playing cyborg his whole story was just like i you know i didn't even care that much for the character at the beginning i really didn't because it was just never Cyborg was never somebody who just demanded my attention as much as the a lot of the other team. This movie mm-hmm. made me rethink that whole equation because he was just oh, yeah. such a good just based off that actor. I mean, and that's how it usually happens. It's all about a lot of times it's about how the movies bring me into the characters. And uh, he was just a really, really good. I don't know. It's just unfortunate. I would really mm-hmm. like to see them continue doing it with him. He just yeah. he was he was really good. Mm-hmm. Just like. Just like Ezra Miller, I, w- I want to continue seeing him with the Flash because anytime I saw that little dude with his his smile, like the, where he's running yeah, the, at the, the end, ending part, the ending where he, it, yeah, it uh, makes yeah. me. I, I hate to say this here on the podcast, I'm just like he just needs to chill out in his personal life because he don't need to be going to clubs and smacking down girls. Yeah. I know he probably, and I hate to say this too, this is probably very on PC. I'm sure he doesn't look at it in those terms. That's how I, how I've kind of not defended it, but like just kind of how I've looked at it in my mind like in his mind he probably just doesn't see himself as like one like man versus woman it was just like like one b word versus another and like she was probably messing with him and he and he like 
like slapped her or attacked her or something. I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm like, listen, if you're in, you're in cancel. I'm like, you're in cancel country. You got to, you got to chill on that. You can't be doing all yeah. that crazy stuff. Well, in the respect that, of that video. Pretty, yeah, I was gonna say that that had they ever expanded on what actually happened, be it, other than no, that's why I'm saying I don't know what happened. A bit of footage, like the people kind right, of right, right. That's why I'm saying I, I'm sure it was like a provoked thing. I, that's what I'm just or saying. The, or is it just made yeah. up? Like, yeah, just, or if it was like, made it up. Just a joke that he was having with like someone he knew. I, that's why yeah. I, I don't know. No, nobody's really come, or at least from what I've seen, nobody's come forward on either side about mm-hmm. what's what's going on. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But no, um, to take a, a very serious subject and try to make it a joke, I was just trying to say that <laughs> he uh, he just needs to chill because I, I want to keep him as the Flash. Yeah. Oh yeah, me but, too. But I thought, like I said, Ray Fisher's good terrific to see Ben Affleck come back and see the full portrayal of that. Oh, yes. Um, Jesus. I mean, it was just everything. I, I loved how he came know. full circle. Like, one of my favorite lines he had was just a really simple one. It was toward the end when they were getting ready to go to uh, go uh, right off to Steppenwolf's lair. Um, and he was getting into the Flying Fox and uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Alfred said to him, you know, what makes you so sure that he'll come, you know, that he'll come? It's faith, Alfred. Faith. And the yep. way he delivers it, like he's just like, this is this isn't the Bruce Wayne that was at the beginning of BBS. This is no. someone who's who's who Jay. seems like he's reclaiming. Yeah, he's reclaiming his soul. You know, yep. his 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 hope, you know, and I, I love that. And so even if we don't get a, con- a proper continuation, like I do like that that was a good end art for his character that he ends it. You know, he's he's in a better place as a per- as a character. Right. No, for sure. But you can see where this movie set up like so much other stuff, too. Yeah. I mean, it it set up a Flash movie. It set up Cyborg movie, potentially. I mean, at the end, it set up the Batman movie again with Deathstroke. I I texted Austin about that after he watched it. The the whole scene, especially the part where Lex Luthor tells him Bruce Wayne is Batman. That is prime. That was that was literally him setting. That seemed like something that he and like Ben talked about and he's like yeah th- this is going to be connecting directly to your movie yeah uh and then you know just setting up uh the second justice league movie too yeah you know yeah. with the whole nightmare scene at the end so and that was that was a, I, I do like that we got to see i mean i know a lot of people didn't really care for it because I, it i guess they thought it was unnecessary i, I did like at least seeing this joker and this batman finally uh have a scene together because that was one thing that we hadn't gotten since the beginning because we got you know batman and bbs but we only got joker and suicide squad so we never got them to you know to actually confront each other in a scene you know the most uh, we got was that one like car scene in in suicide squad and he wasn't even you know he didn't really speak with batman at all so and this in that whole line talking about and make no mistake i will effing oh, kill yeah. you oh my <laughs> god i was like oh <laughs> And this was, yeah, and this was like one of the, you know, this was a, uh, this was during the reshoots, wasn't it? This whole, yeah, uh, that was all shot during the reshoots. So that was, you know, yeah, Ben still put his, you know, he put his all into the line. People, and it's weird because people said, you know, the final scene, you know, where he he talks to the Marsh Manhunter, Ben looked like he he didn't care that he was there. (laughs) Like he just looked like he was tired and didn't care. It's like, I think he cared. I think he just played. I think that's just how he was playing. Bruce is like at this point, yeah. I'm not surprised by anything I see anymore. Yeah, exactly. That's what that, that's exactly the way he was playing it. Yeah, and yeah. 
Because, I mean, if you, because he sure as heck wasn't phoning it in when he did the scene, you know, or at least in my opinion, he didn't seem like he was phoning in during the nightmare scene that they No, saw. no, he wasn't. He and wasn't. he's also got to be pretty freaking tired. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this has been a long movie and it's been a long ride for him. He's probably just been like, look, man. And like you said, here we go again. Like, and, and I was so happy to see the Martian Manhunter. Oh, mm-hmm. And so I'll, cool. I'll say this: uh, people kind of got because uh, some of the spe- some of the reviews and stuff I saw, and you know, discussions I've seen, people got got upset about the Lois and Martha scene uh, because you know it was revealed that Martha wasn't really Martha in that scene. Yeah, and I can understand that because it was a really sweet, well done scene between those two characters. But even even considering that, going back, if you go back and watch you know, Man of Steel and watch Batman v Superman, you see Swanwick, you know, AKA John Jones. Yeah. He's interacted a lot with Lois throughout these two movies. He's, you know, you can see he's kind of come to care for her. You know, he's got a soft spot for her Cause that's just who John is. You know, he's, yep. you know, he's, he's that kind of person who cares. So that makes complete sense that he would do something like that. He would see, you know, how she's doing, you know, she's not doing well. And he just, he figures he can't talk to her as Swanwick, you know, so he needs to talk to her as someone that, she's gonna you know kind of open up to and you know that's what he does I, I that just feels like a john jones you know thing to do yeah, yeah. no it was, it was i i don't know i was i was so happy to see it come full circle that's why i want to go back through and watch him again just to see that arc itself because i want more martian manhunter to be honest with you like i mean all of it was just it, it like it, everything was just such a great it was a great time at the movies i mean i, I it makes me. It made me want to watch um, the Superman cartoon. I, I had never really sat and really watched much. Oh, yeah. I, I'd seen episodes here and there, but never watched much of the Superman cartoon. I was good. like always. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I just never. It was just like one of those things where it came towards the end of me really yeah. getting a focus on cartoons and just like I don't know. I always growing up. I'm like one day I'm gonna go back and just marathon and this was before the days of you know what kids now call marathoning i would always be like i'm gonna get those like even when dvd sets would come out i'm like i'm gonna get the dvd sets and i'm gonna watch superman one day and just it never <laughs> happened and now like hbo max is out and it's got all this stuff and they had the superman cartoons on there now and they're remastered so i've just been watching that and it looks so good oh well i mean it's what so you need to do I would say even even going further than that, you know, because you've got you've watched. I'm sure you've watched Batman in the animated series more than yep. once already. Oh yeah, yeah, I've already went through it twice. Like this, yeah, I just yeah. finished its second run. So so that you know that's the start of that kind of that was the start of the Tim verse, and then yep. you know then do Superman, then do Justice League. Yep, that was exactly that's exactly my Justice plan. Unlimited. That was and what then, I was going to do. I was making sure yeah. that was going to be the right move. I didn't know. I I assume that's what came next. Yeah, I mean, and then if you really want to take it to the next level, go watch Batman Beyond. Then after mm-hmm. that, yep. But because I watched the movie kind of Return of Joker. Yeah, yeah. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what does that does that count as part of the Timverse? Yep. Return oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the yeah, that is yeah. that is part of the Timverse. Yeah, it does. So what about the um? That's Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah. What about the the little. Uh, Easter egg. Well, I don't know if it's an Easter egg where, where Lois pulls open the her drawer. Oh, and by her bed. The the uh the pregnancy, the pregnancy test. test. I was kind of right surprised. When I saw this. Like, is that a pregnancy? And then she looks down and yeah, a they... fist punches out of her stomach. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, da, 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 and then it's like credits. No, yeah, I don't but, mind that. I, I don't mind that nobody gets technical about that, situ- or you know, no, or nobody, you know, in terms of creative, nobody really gets too technical about it. Like they, 
start thinking about the implications of that. Because mm-hmm. everybody, but, you know, well, every scene, every time anybody ever brings up that, like that idea of Lois carrying Superman's baby, I would say Kevin Smith like tainted a generation of people because of that mall, the mall rat scene where he talks about right. Superman. Yeah, I was going to say, you could easily just make it that, yeah, he comes out, he's pretty much like a human baby. And then, like, mm-hmm. once he gets into contact with the sun, that's when the powers start, like, yeah. developing his, or finishing to develop his body and powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> no, the, the, the one thing I didn't like, well, and, and this is just my little head cannon. Mm-hmm. That it's kind of screwed up Aquaman a little bit with Mara's accent, uh, and I, I can write that off. I was, nine. I will say the one thing that's well, some people have kind of explained it as they, I think they, some people have said that Neris isn't actually her biological father, anyways, at least in the comics. So I think like he's supposed to be her either stepfather or uh, or or uncle that, that's adopted her or something like that. I don't think she's it's supposed to be it. At least, I mean, that's what I've seen. I, I don't know if that's... I, I haven't gone back and watched Aquaman. I, and then it, that's how it's been written. Yeah. yeah, and I guess her accent could be explained away as the Carrie Fisher syndrome. In A New Hope, she had right. the, she yeah. had the, you know, the aristocratic... Star, star systems to slip through your fingers. fingers. Yep. <laughs> Wait, no! You can't do that! Here's a question in canon, uh, in, or in the current canon, is the British accent, like Obi-Wan Kenobi, is that still considered the Coruscanti accent? Because that's that's what I've always gathered, is Coruscanti is supposed to be that British-sounding accent. I believe so. Because it, I've heard like people that. describe it, you know. It's just, it's just sort of like a, it's, it's probably like a Coruscanti accent that I think probably spread to other, like some other, like like Naboo, for instance. It's all about like the the status and it would yeah. just become this like accent. So you just depending on, yeah. you know, your your class that you grew up around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an accent. But I, I think it was I think it's still considered Coruscant in, in origin. Oh, 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 back to Aquaman. I, I will say it was I, I would say it is a little weird because they had to keep doing it over and over and over was the air bubbles to talk. Yeah. The, the amount of that that happened. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I kind of wish that like Zach had, because I remember people asking him um, back when he was still filming it, like, how are you going to have Aquaman speak or something like that when they're underwater? Or how are you going to film talking underwater? Because people weren't sure how that was going to be done yet. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, I think we got an idea. And I I, I like that James Wan was just like, yeah, they, they talk underwater. And then, but he did kind of, he did kind of use Zach's idea a little bit in that it's, you know, what is it? It's considered like privacy, you know, using the bubbles. Yeah. I, I, and the way I can, I can in my head explain that away too is when, when they're clearly underwater talking, mm-hmm. maybe they're, if, if we were underwater, we would hear like, like, that's that's what we like, would hear. That's not like dolphin sounds or something. Yeah. So that, but, that'd be kind of like what we would hear in, then yeah. in Aquaman. That's what they're hearing. Where you know we're hearing stuff through Aquaman's. Yeah. Point so because if if you watch if you watch some of the scenes in Justice League, like when Mara goes to the mother box, she tells that army the the they the speak guard, in like clicks, don't they, or something? Yeah, clicks yeah. and and dolphin, you know, like kind of things yeah. until she opens up the water, the air bubble, mm-hmm. and then they can talk, you know, normal. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. 
Yeah, that was a little weird. But well, the fact that they're like it happened so often, especially like in the middle of like the fights and stuff like that. Where I was like, did, did it really have to happen right now? Did, did you really need it? But I I would say like one of the coolest parts though was when Mara got to do the uh, pulling um, your yeah. liquid from your body to yeah. the point that she was like pulling blood, pulling blood from his face, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, that was. Wow, and people yeah. are calling it like I think uh, people were calling it blood bending. Uh, you know, I mean that was that because they're they're because they're you know I think they're using the avatar term for like water bending, I, so they're like adding on to it blood bending because she was right. That too. Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm I'm all for uh, restore the Snyderverse, which already has <laughs> over one million tweets just today. I think I, I wouldn't have any problem with it. I I, I I'm not gonna be too like i'm not gonna put my high uh, hopes too high up but i i hope something continues i hope it's not something that they just kick aside and hope people forget about that's mm-hmm. that's i don't know that doesn't sit well with me but i mean they're but, talking about a multiverse so i mean why not yeah you can have robert pattinson's batman mm-hmm. be it thing over here mm-hmm. and ben affleck be it's thing over here you know mm-hmm. I, I don't get why they don't do it that's why, guys that's they guys, that's why they invented a bargain bin. We can always there's always a place for Robert Pattinson Batman figures. Oh, yeah. it's it's I, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Well, that was a total years. that was a total I just had to I had to go that get that character for a second. Well, for years and years, you know, WB has had this fear. I don't know how it works exactly, the, the whole like terms like bad embargo, but it's like a fear of oversaturation of any character in one medium. Or another, or or across mediums, it's really it's a really dumb rule because you know that was the reason we didn't we never got Batman and Smallville. We were going to, I think, around season three. I think they were trying their best, and they could never get the go ahead. And mm-hmm. it, it's stuff like that, like uh, you know, um, you know, they had a hard time getting Superman put up, uh, showing up in Supergirl because they were scared of people getting confused. With Henry Cavill, Superman, like they they really do like think that, and it's People it's the dumb. same with Marvel too. Hey, you, both sides are very guilty. Like most most media companies are guilty of this. You treat your audience as if they're the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the lowest con- uh, common denominator, which is they can't they can't distinguish you know red from blue, you know, unless and you it, show it to them, yeah. Yeah, unless you tell them straight up, this is red and this is blue, and it's it, it, it's really insulting. I think yeah. that's the thing is that it probably just it, it it probably used to work that way. It just doesn't work that way anymore. Uh, it it's, really it's still, no, I mean, but the thing is, they still do it. Like you know, they yeah, still, yeah. I don't know why they, they just take it off. I mean, they still can't really get Batman. I think they've got Bruce Wayne in Batwoman now, or he's supposed to be appearing at Batwoman. But they can't. Yeah. He can't be Batman yet because they can't do Batman because they've got a movie with Batman and hey, people are gonna somehow get t- the TV Batman and the movie Batman confused with each other. Oh, Batman's in Titans. He is in Titans. Yeah. He has shown up like. Full. I mean, I thought it was just Bruce Wayne. Like, uh, I know it's oh, what's his name from Game of Thrones playing him. Um, yeah, he's oh, shown up in the costume. Oh, he has. Yeah. I have not seen. I'm gonna have to go look that up now. I've not yep. seen season, season finale of season one, and then I saw that. I, I've I've seen that scene when there was like because that was like a dream sequence, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. And then maybe like because that was before they cast him. And, yeah, one scene in the first, then the next episode of the first second season. I mean, mm-hmm. I believe. 
So he has been, but nah, I don't like, like the playing Bruce Wayne. But that, yeah, I, well, I've tried to. I watched the initial scene because I wanted to see how he played Bruce, and that yeah, that felt like such weird casting. You know, like, and the thing is, I like the guy, like, because he, you know, when he has a good role, he he plays his heart out. Like, you know, when he was Jorah Mormont in Game of Thrones, he he yeah. he killed it. But yeah, him as Bruce Wayne just. It, he has a weird American accent. I'll say that too. Like his American it, it does, accent, very, and he looks like he's very eighty. I mean, that I don't too, want an 80, 80 year old Bruce Wayne. Well, his his hair, his hairstyle. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do some like kind of wig to make him look just a little more Bruceish. You know, I've never yeah. seen a blonde Bruce Wayne. I, I've never seen blonde Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I wasn't so a big fan was, of that. Yeah. I, yeah, well, now that you know HBO Max has all the DC stuff now, yeah, I can go watch Titans now. Yep. So I, yeah. Yeah, I, should, I should go do that. Yep. They have, I think do they have Swamp Thing on there too? Not uh, yet. Are they don't yet. Huh. No, CW because the CW was oh, showing it. it. Yeah, on the. So yeah. I, I'm sure in a few months after that license expires or whatever, it'll it'll roll back over. And you I just heard it was a good. Thing. I yeah. was gonna say I heard the series is good. And then we have a like a good friend of mine that reads he's he's huge into the comic series and he's even got my wife like wanting to start reading. I think she's even started it. But right. I, unfortunately, just, like they killed it after the first season, though, like they yeah, just, that's what I heard. I, yeah. I, I think I mean, well, I think this was around the time before the DC universe started to realize, OK, we may not last at this yeah. point. So we needed to figure out something else before HBO Max just kind of scooped them all up and said, you're just going to be part of us now. Yeah. Which. It's it seems like it's gonna save some of their shows that will help them keep going, like you know, Doom Patrol, Titans, and I think Young Justice is still yeah. gonna keep going. Yep. Um and Harley Quinn. But, yeah, Harley well Harley well, I think Harley Quinn started out as a HBO Max show though, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it aired on DC Universe. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. Yep. Because this and that's the more adult be that's the more adult version, right? Yes. Uh, Kay, Kaylee Cuoco. Yeah, yeah I got your voice. Yeah. Yeah, it's I pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah. And you oh, can yeah. watch that on HBO Max too, so you need to go check that out. Yeah. Oh, speaking of uh uh figures. Mm-hmm. Um I, I already told Austin about this because you remember I said, you know, I got the Steppenwolf. I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to get the dark side and then I saw Dark Side on Walmart and I just thought, Oh no. <laughs> and then and then it happened, you know, the dopamine <laughs> And then I just did it. And then and then I saw like what are my payment options? And then I saw PayPal was an option. I was like, huh. And then the dopamine hit again. And then here it's we like, are. And I pre-ordered Darks. And then he pe- and then he PayPal'd that thing. I ride He PayPal'd that Brad Yep. And then he's looking at that uh, Lego the Ghost up there, and he's saying I can get five hundred dollars for that on eBay. Well, I ain't selling that. <laughs> Don't say, please don't sell uh, that, that please. That was that was too much work, and that thing's too delicate to sell. <laughs> so I'll say that's the that's the one criticism I probably have about that ship is that it is very delicate. Oh, the, is that so? The Spectre, look, I, I got him. Oh, uh, who is this supposed to be the uh Crispus Allen Spectre? Well, I don't know. It doesn't really or is it say. just kind of like a, just a kind of a general yeah. spectre. Okay. This, this was a so it was supposed to be Emerald City Comic Con exclusive, but since they kind of mm-hmm. you know not happened, not happened. This became a 2021 Spring Convention Limited Edition exclusive. 
my it's wife good. got a bell. She got a Disney from Beauty and the Beast. She got a bell figure that's from that line. I guess it was supposed to be a convention exclusive. We ended up getting it from a box lunch store. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Speaking which of, is, speaking which of is heaven. Oh, sorry. sorry. Which I was just saying that place. I was just saying apparently a place you need to take. If you haven't been, Ray, take your wife, box lunch in Augusta. Augusta Mall. There's mm-hmm. this store called Box Lunch. Holy it's crap, they got a box lunch in there now? Yeah, yeah, it's a box lunch, and it's just this, like, yeah, it it's nothing like but. School lunch. No, no, it's it's like nothing but, like, the big Disney. It's, like, Disney and, I mean, mostly Disney, but I think there's, like, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. There's um, basically all the pop culture stuff, but it's real heavy on Disney. But they've got, like, all the Disney accessories for women. I mean, there's some men stuff in there, but they've got a ton of the, like, the Baby Yoda, uh, like, mm-hmm. the Lounge Fly Baby Yoda book bag that my wife carries. She's got, she's got a smack I'm going to smack you if you don't start calling him Grogu. That's his name. Me. The Grogu, the child uh, satchel. <laughs> yeah, are you just going to keep like are you gonna, Are you going to go back and call Michael Jackson jo- Little Joe Jackson? Hmm? Hmm? Little Joe Jackson. Ba- little Baby Joe Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Baby I don't Joe think Jackson. Michael would appreciate that because Joe Jackson beat him into music his music career. He wouldn't yeah, appreciate that. But he's living. He lived Joe's <laughs> career. So he's Joe Jackson Jr. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> We're very, very dark. You know? No, no, I'm telling you, but uh, no, she, um, there, but this place has like all the, the, di- like the Disney accessories, especially like purses and, and book bags and pops. They have like ex- pop exclusives, like even mm-hmm. that store, they have like box lunch exclusives, but yep. apparently they also carry some of these convention exclusives. And, the, mm-hmm. and that was the one that she was looking for. And she couldn't, I guess she was like, she didn't want to drop the big money on. And they were, they were selling them there at the box lunch and she grabbed it. So like, up, it, it's, it's crazy. Upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs. <clears throat> upstairs. I'm just trying to, trying to figure upstairs. out where it would be. I hadn't been to the mall in Upstairs. Forever. I think it was, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That was the only time we went there. It was like a, it was like a spur of the moment thing on the weekend. We wanted to, cause we, we don't, cause obviously we don't live near Augusta. So yeah. we took my, it was like me, her, and my mom, and we went, we went to the mall. We went, we were trying to, I, like, real quickly, we hit all these nerd places, yeah. and we just took my mom for the ride. We went, we went to the mall, we went to Top Dog Comics, we went to, uh, th- uh what was it called? Dead, Something Dead media, Media, Dead Media, Dead Media like, Collectibles. We went to um, Second and Charles. Second and Charles. Ooh. But she, but Katie, go Katie wanted to go. She wanted to go to this store called box lunch at the mall and she i remember she just keeps saying it and i'm like ah, ah okay okay whatever and like i just keep hearing box lunch and i was just like like you said okay so i was like get a sandwich from there i don't want a sandwich today don't care <laughs> like but anyway like she but she then she started talking about how she could get this pop at box lunch and i'm just like what what is that and then she started showing me like these pops and it had the labels it was like a pop, a box lunch exclusive I'm like, what is box lunch and she never could explain it to me so we get to the mall and we go to this store and apparently, I mean, it's just basically a store of nerd stuff, yeah. mainly for women. And it's like you, if you were to take your, your wife or significant other there, she would probably have a heart attack and go Baroque. Like, cause it's, it's just a lot of good stuff. I mean, it really is There's a lot of cool stuff in there. So, so box lunch is what it's called. Boxed lunch. While one works. I'll look it up. There's something else that came in the mail today. Ooh, what is that? Omac. 
Jagger oh. Umac. Yep. Yeah. One man army corps. One man army corps. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. That was cool. And then hold on. I'm not done. I'm not done showing stuff. What? Then I got this He's is so defensive. <laughs> Good gracious. Volume two of Justice League International. Uh, good yep. luck reading that. Oh man, yeah. that's whew. this. This is a hundred twenty-five dollar book, but I got it on sale for fifty-nine ninety-nine. Wow. Yep. Yep. It looks nice. I, I had like twenty bucks or so <laughs> in my Amazon account, so it wouldn't. It didn't cost me all that much. And then, <laughs> then I just went on eBay, and I and I I do this from time to time, and I just bought like. You can get like this, these boxes of comics, you know, and it can be by all one publisher. So I, mm-hmm. I just buy like DC comics, 50 of them. And of course, I get um, 50 DC comics, and it's just fun just going through. They're just random books, you know. And I just love going through. Some of them are kind of, you know, 70s and stuff. And it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a physical version of those like Fortnite loot boxes. You don't know yeah. what you're gonna get. If yeah, you ever you find, right? Right. But you, if you might, ever, but you might get something that's like unfortunate. The Doom Patrol. Is that what yeah. it says? Yep. Doom Game Patrol. Player. I mean, just random. You know, just random Watch books. I'm not gonna go through all fifty. Here's but. a here's the thing though. If you ever come across any movie adaptations and don't want them, set them aside <laughs> for me because I, I collect those. <laughs> Does it, it? I guess it really doesn't matter at this yeah, point. What? You know, I don't think I've ever read that one. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I mean, just all... I, I mean, just... And these are my, you know, like this era right here, the 80s mm-hmm. Detective Comics. That's, that's yes. right up my alley. And then, of course... Yes! Miniseries, Ooh. you know. I mean, who cares about that crap? <laughs> but... You can give it to Ooh, me then. Oh, yeah. Hey, wait, what, what era is that from? This is, that, is the the '90s relaunch. Like, okay, so oh uh, wait, but that looks like how? Is that how? Yeah, yeah that's how. Okay, it's before this is, Parallax. This, okay, right, okay, right before Parallax. How like, hey, don't look like he's doing something very nice on there. It looks like he's trying to murder a guardian, and that he, I think he was. And this is the first Robin miniseries. Who's behind? Wait, who is behind Robin right there? I think that's Shadow King, or or not Shadow King. Um, I was gonna say it's like it, this was this was. 70s Bruce. He he traveled yeah. through time to to talk to Robin. God, I can't remember his name. The Dragon King or something like. I can't remember it's off the top of my head. And then his big 80 page Nightwing book. That looks cool. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, I just I like know. that cover. And then stuff like this, which is again right up my alley. Whoa, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that costume. I remember that one. <laughs> I think like the maybe the oldest book I got. Well, there's a Swamp Thing book too. Ooh. Yeah. Um, was What's this that hit? That, that, that Teen Titans with with uh, on the front of it. I like that. Oh, Candy cool. Candy would probably love that. What was that now? <laughs> oh, that, the uh, was that Teen Titans? That was Tales of, Tales of the Teen Titans. Oh, and with Nightwing on it. Um, yeah. Did George, did George that, Perez do that one? When that <laughs> yeah. his first? Uh, that he? was his. Was that Dick Grayson's first uh, Nightwing costume design? I'm trying to remember if that was the original costume yeah. or mm-hmm. not. That's yeah. the original with design? The big, okay. With the big collar. With the big frills, yeah, the big, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, this is pretty cool, too, though. Ooh. 
Yeah, I, there's some cool '70s books in here. I, you oh, know, it's yeah. just like just this random, random, huge lot of comics that I just like. I love getting because it's like a surprise. You don't, you don't know what you're getting, you know. And a lot of them are in pretty good shape. Um, some of them have seen better days. First issue of Batman Incorporated. You know, I don't know if you've read that. I never tell. I mean, it was Morrison stuff, so I, I got to a point where I just didn't touch Morrison anymore. The last, the last. Morrison monthly I got was um the return of Bruce Wayne. And Doc. that one like that that one yeah that one kind of yeah. Oh Doctor Fate number one first issue. Huh. Or we or it could say Pierce Brosnan number one. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that casting. What yep. yeah, what'd y'all think of that? I I love that. Hey, if it, if it, that role blows up, you might have some money on your hands there. <laughs> yeah, man, not really. That looks that, pretty new. No, well, this is a little bit older. This is Justice League, Justice Society of America annual number one. Jeff Johns runs Alex Ross cover. So, this, oh, I like, so I like yeah, Alex this Ross is, stuff. I'm just trying to see if there's anything else. Yeah, I actually got this, which is one of my favorite miniseries of all time, Man of Steel by yeah. John. Yeah. Hey, I hey, I remember that cover. I love that cover. But where did I see that cover? Did I used to own that comic. You might have. Here's the Hollowfoil nineties Hollowfoil cover. Now that that I love. See, that was my prime. Like after that, that was like the towards the my heyday of Superman. But that was that was sort of my like. I felt like when he got the long hair, I was kind of growing up with him. I'm like, yeah, we're we're getting, we're we're getting we're getting new age. We're getting nineties, babe. We're like we're listening to Pearl Jam and flying around. I mean, this guy this must have had like a whole pile of adventures of Superman. Because I got like three or four of these issues, like right around the same, you know, like, mm. like this is four eighty eight, and I think I got four ninety nine, and I just love all the art on those, like the Adventures of Superman and all that from the eighties and all that. The art just looks so good to me. Uh, here's a good book. That's Mike McNola art right there. I don't know if you can see it real good, but he, you know, creator of Hellboy, man, mm. his yeah. artwork is just awesome. I love that. I love that whole this original story. What was the title for it? Like it's just Batman. Batman, Batman oh, issue four fifty three. Oh, yeah. Okay. Simply Batman. Okay. Yeah. And that's about it, I think. There's another cool little nod to the. I think this was nineties, not really eighties. Oh. But yeah, that's my that that was my week <laughs> this week. Mine was mainly digital stuff. Hmm. <laughs> And, and and the microphone, obviously, but um. No, you dropped some good money yeah. on that microphone. I thought. Yeah. I mean, that that's yeah. that's really money. Like money well spent so far. Yeah, the microphone but, is a good thing. Oh yeah. Um, one question I had because we were talking about convention exclusives, and I have seen, you know, now that I joined your uh the the um the Facebook group. Oh uh, yeah, you're one of the twelve thousand eight hundred. <laughs> I, I, I mainly only lurk. I haven't really commented or anything like that on any of the stuff. But I, I did notice people have been asking about the armored dark side for just, you know, for Zack Snyder's. And they keep coming back. You know, people keep coming back. The closest they can come back to in terms of trying to figure out where it's going to be is I keep seeing this, the original listing that it had when yeah. it was first leaked, which was S, uh, SDCC, which is San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. So people are thinking it's going to be a comic con exclusive, but how's that going to be in terms of current situations? Because I mean, are we even really having a 
San, San Diego, uh, San Diego Comic Con yeah, this year. They're doing a virtual event. They're doing a virtual con. So that's not to say that they won't put out merchandise because I know they they probably will. Mm-hmm. How they do it, I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say that it, that's that's weird because it probably have to be some through through some kind of vendor, wouldn't it? Or or raffle or something. You know, like you you get access to the Comic Con store. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, they and, have their own store. Well, oh. yeah, I, I, they they probably will. Okay. I, but I'm hoping they don't do that because it's so hard to get yeah. the, to get access to that. I'm uh, just like just that's the dark side everybody wants is the one with the, all the armor, armor anyway, you know. So yeah. just release it. Yeah. Just release cool, it. Cool little detail I know uh, I found somebody pointed out online and I I sent Austin the picture of it I think um uh on dark side. Um, you know, because he got hit um, in the flashback, he got hit like you know, deep in the mm-hmm. shoulder with that axe. You can actually still see the scarring in the uh, in the metal on and like the scarring on him as an adult. Oh, I didn't really, know that. I had to go look yeah. at that. Yeah, I didn't pay and attention to that. He, he never even repaired the armor where it was where where it was sliced into. Probably. It's just a battle yeah, scar. Well, the, well, the joke also. Well, well, he has some armor back there, like a little bit, you know, because he had, you know, he kind of yeah. went around his face and a little bit on his back. And somebody just said, like, he was just so angry about it. He never even cared to, like, repair it. He would just want to hold on to that grudge for a thousand years. Right. I mean, it, no, and, and Steppenwolf's armor in this movie was so scary. Oh, I love it. It just breathed. It just breathed. And it was so dangerous. It just felt like you could just lightly touch it and it would just split your whole body open. It just was well, like, well, I liked how it would actually break off arrows after they hit, you know, after they went. Yep. yep. Flex it and then they would just shatter off of him. Yep. I thought, oh, that's so cool because he made it functional. It's not just something like that looks pretty and cool, you know, that looks flashy. It actually was a functional suit. I love that. Right. I will. Yeah. I will do this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, uh, it just in terms of like how positive the reception was. The most shocking positive reception I, I've seen because I, I I love these guys, but I don't really follow them when it comes to DC stuff because they tend to be, you know they never really recommend any DC movies. Uh, the red letter media guys, like they never end up really liking them, but mm-hmm. shockingly they did as they did a watch of Zack Snyder's justice league and they liked it, you know, for the most wow. part, they enjoyed it. They talked about, it. you know, they said like toward, you know, they, they had pretty fair, you know, any kind of criticism they had came off as pretty fair. It didn't seem like they were going out of their way to go after it. Like they said by the end of, you know, yeah, it's a four hour movie, but it's really well done. You know, they're saying like, you know, characters are really fleshed out, you know, story beats are earned, you know, stuff like that. And like one of them talked about how, like, you know, it's pretty cool. Like you see how the flash, you know, his, you get little tidbits of foreshadowing of how his power is going to progress throughout the story. Like, you know, you saw like when he saved Iris, you know, he slowed things down when he went to reactivate the or hit the mother box to resurrect Superman, you saw that he was coming in just a little bit late. So he actually managed to reverse time just enough for him to, you know, do what he mm-hmm. needed to do. And then that's kind of foreshadowing when he actually has to break his rule and, you know, really, you know, basically go all the way back to before everything went, you know, went into the, the crap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, I'm trying not to say a dirty word there. <laughs> But well, yeah, I'll say this. I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. No, they they <laughs> all around. I think they all around. They did they did great with the the movie. I. Mm-hmm. But 
since Ashley was showing off the uh, the comic collection, it made me think. I'm like, you know what? I've recently we did we were hitting up like the local comic shops, and I started to I've started to notice I've amassed like a weird movie adaptation collection. I thought I'd share it really quick. Now it starts off. This isn't really movie adaptation, but I thought I thought Ray would appreciate this. But I got like a Treehouse of oh. Horror comic. It's like oh. a issue number eight. That looks like a Terminator parody. Is that it supposed to be? Like a, no, it looks like he's burning up or something. He's like a monster. He's got a bus. It's, it's like a skull. I'm trying to think of what that would be. But, uh, that would be parodying too. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. I really don't know. The um, That one's pretty good. But this one, I know, it was my favorite. This is the one that really got me was issue number one of Bartman. 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 Oh, man, I Bartman. love. Great comic. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then I found the Beavis and Butthead greatest hits. Mm-hmm. Got to have that. So, so guys, oh, yeah. Beavis and Butthead. And uh, thinking of Beavis and Butthead, got to have you Jay and Silent Bob. So I found an issue one of that. So I thought that was pretty neat. <laughs> and then what was funny was I found a Dick Tracy comic, and this is an adaptation of the Dick Tracy movie. And if you look here, it says third of three. Thought it was kind of weird. I'm like, well, is this the third part of the three-part series that t- tells the whole movie? But no, this is the whole movie in this. But apparently they did a like a setup series where they do – well, I have it wrong here. It starts out with Dick Tracy, book one, Big City Blues, where you get the origin story of uh, Breathless Mahoney. Who's the who's the creative, creative team on that? Do you know? I really do not know. I'd probably have to open it up and find out. It is Walt Disney Publications that did it. Uh, and I don't know who the mm-hmm. Disney or the team was. The art, the art really isn't the best. I really don't like it, but it's just pretty neat, like just to have. And then it's like Dick Tracy versus In the World. But it's basically a three-part series, like two parts leading up to the actual movie. So I was kind of impressed that Disney actually, uh, you know, had somebody do that. So mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. And then, of course, my really cool little Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure find. Excellent. Yeah, I found that. Awesome. Yep. Just got this in. RoboCop from Marvel Comics. Oh. Yep. thought that was really good. This is the old one I found. I remember from, from Gallup's in Statesboro. Was Blade 2. Was Blade 2 adaptation? Yep. Blade and then wait, found, wait, wait, though, wait, though, wait, though. Show me that cover again. Uh huh. So I, I can't tell. Is so is Blade bald in that cover? Yeah. Nah. Looks well. No, no, no he's not bald. He just looks. He, you know, he's like close cropped hair. Yeah. And he's got okay. the. Uh, he's got like the the what you call it the injector. So I was gonna say what well, he. So he's not. He doesn't really have the uh, what do you call it, the, the, the 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 fade out that he that Snipes has in the movies. The, it does. I think it's just it just the lighting is poor in the like the way it is. You just kind of have to trying to remember like what's the what's the term though for that? Because I don't, it's not. I don't think it's no a idea. high top fade out because high top would be very high. Like or at least I think that's supposed to be it. But mm. yeah, it's just I, I, I just noticed I was like if that's an adaptation. Like are they doing an adaptation where they're just using like the story, but they're using like the character models for like the, from the comics that they're that were going on at the time. It's just kind of adapted in that way. Which would be right. pretty cool. No, it was. I think it was kind of loosely based on the movie. Oh, then okay. I found. I'll tell you, boy. Now, now comics they were they were releasing some crazy stuff. Like I found a part two of three of Universal Soldier. <laughs> like random, random, and Ashley fell asleep on me. And then we got 
huh? little monsters. Yeah. Really random. It's just maybe weird random. Uh, it, it was um. Does not Harry say. I probably have to open it up. Yeah, but Harry Mandel just did it all himself. It, you know what? It is weird though, because <laughs> I remember the art being very. The art was very interesting for this. So let me let me see who did this. This was a um. Like I said, these were just random, but I thought, me, it's like not about trying to resell or anything like that. It says written and edited by Catherine. I, I've never been able to pronounce that word. Catherine? You can't pronounce Catherine? Oh, Catherine's look, pretty look, easy to say. No, let's pronounce that last name. Llewellyn? Llewellyn. Yeah, Llewellyn. Llewellyn. God, you can't say Llewellyn. that. That looks like Llewellyn. Llewellyn. I just didn't want to sound like I was like having a stroke. It's... Llewellyn, because I only know that because I heard uh, it's the guy. Um, Llewellyn's also the last name of um, the actor who played Q in the Bond movies for the longest time. Um, hmm. De- Desmond Llewellyn. Oh, okay. Um, and I heard that, like I heard his name pronounced one time, and then I was like, "That's how it's pronounced," and that's how I remember it now. Because, yeah. But I just I feel like yeah, man. But I feel like the art, really, the art in this this comic is just interesting. I mean, it's it's a that's why I mean I was about to pass on it, but. It was just like really, I mean, it's just like really interesting animation. So I just thought I'd yeah. pick it up and at least flip through it and all that stuff. But no, I mean, you know, I'll just find these like random, these random movie adaptations and and pick them up. Like you had the Next Generation thing, and mm-hmm. and uh, I actually like I've got that, and then found just found that last night. No, DC, sweet Star Trek Generations. That's a trade or something, or is that a comic? Yeah, well, comic? this is this is a this is a this is like a trade paperback, mm-hmm. an actual comic. This one is an actual comic, I think, from what eighty three or eighty four, yeah. whenever mm-hmm. the movie came out. Mm-hmm. When it was a dollar fifty. Yeah. But uh, and then I found Annie. <laughs> oh, sweet. You're like really you you're digging into some like Well this was this was all in one go. This was all in one go and they were cheap. I th- and it was quite possible that these were free. I don't know. But Dude, that, I got that, that era of Marvel right there, you they did lots and lots of of um adaptations. Oh yep. yeah, I have um I I got um uh, oh god, where did I get it from? I, I got a couple like little five dollar you know, kind of like what you got, Ashley. It's just like a random thing, you know, mm-hmm. like different comics. I got something like that. Um, like, it used to be like a prize I could get at one of the arcades. They used to have the Augusta Mall. You could get like just a little package of like 10 or 12 random comics. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, one of those, like uh, Toxic Avenger. Toxic mm-hmm. Avenger had a comic adaptation for Marvel. And I remember like, that was actually my first encounter with the character of Toxic Avenger before actually finding out that it was a live action film. I simply knew it as this comic, this weird comic, because it was like it it adapted the uh, the origin story from the movie. But as far as I was concerned, this was this was the character I was seeing. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were adapting everything back. Then. Dude, they had some deep cuts. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. That's that's why I, I, I tend to like them, because sometimes I'll have the random stuff I like. But then I found these. I found like the like I don't you know, it's like I'm not a big fan of the movie or whatever. But I found these Dracula adaptations and it says it's by Roy Thomas and Mike McNoah. 
how do you say yeah. his name? You know, from from yeah, Hellboy. Yeah, Hellboy. Yeah, that, that's Magnola artwork on the cover there. Yeah, so it's like I mean, I thought for sure this this looked good. I mean, if you can't see it from here because they're bagged and boarded, but they were they're in the comics themselves are bagged them they're so like this sealed. They're sealed, and you can if you like if you flipped it over, there's like mm-hmm. trading cards inside. <laughs> so this tops. is the you know and I mean this is made by top so, and that's the Gary Oldman Dracula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. So uh, is it like a two-part comic or something like that? Well, no, it was a four-part, but they only had part oh, yeah, one. Had the... part of, they only had part one and part four, but I just grabbed them because they just looked cool. And I'm like, oh, eh, if I ever come across the other two, yeah. I just really liked issue one, though. Issue one looks really good. And I, I like the, the Keanu art on the bottom. But yeah, then... The... Uh, Mignola's a dude. He's a he's an awesome artist. That's a, look at that, Dracula. He's evil. He just looks so good. I mean, it's, that was a cover. It was a really good cover. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll just we'll we. That's one thing we like to do. We'll go and dig through comic piles at shops sometimes, and and if we find like just really random, because I mean they'll usually sell them for a buck. And if I'm buying actual legit stuff, and I end up digging through it, sometimes they'll give me some stuff when I'm buying something legit. Okay, well you're spending thirty, forty, fifty dollars on this. Okay, like the guy gave me some of those, like the Dick Tracy comic and stuff. He was just like, he just like threw it in. I'll never get rid of them, so here, take them. (laughs) Yeah, there's this weird, this weird dude wearing a wearing a a power line T-shirt trying to get stuff from here. Go ahead. Nice landing, Han Solo. Spaceships and Luke Skywalker sold separately. Batteries not included.